Yeah. Hold my hand. You feel something. Don't you? Wow. It's like a kind of door opens up out there. I figure it leads to some other world. Trapped inside our own. Damn right, it's called Cord Killers. Let's start this! Nailed it. Good job, John. You nailed it, John. You nailed it. Got it all down. Oh. Welcome to Court Killers, the show about watching the stuff you love when you want, where you want, however you want. I'm Tom Merritt. Hey, I'm Brian Brushwood, but most importantly, uh, I, 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 Bryce, you look a little bit different. Forgive me. Uh, a little sexier? Uh, well, it wasn't the word I... A little... Also, is your mic on? Oh. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe less competent <laughs> is what I meant. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Inter Bryce Regnum. Hello, my, the time my between mics. the reign of Bryce's. There we go. <laughs> the time that Bryce <laughs> suddenly doubled his hair yes. and on his face. And, and, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is John Rael. Uh, we are learning. It's a new project. It's called How Would It Look If Bryce Was Allowed to Take a Vacation? Mm. And we are all learning how to do it. I'm Brian Rushwood. This is Tom Merritt. But most importantly, that was what? The intro to uh, uh, Love and Robots 2, right? Yes, a uh, volume two. Uh, I, 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 did you watch any of the first ones? Not at all. Okay. All right. Well, then you can't have the same judgment that me and Bryce and Tom had against it, but that's I fine. Apologize. Tom, what should we be excited about right now? We should be excited that joining us this week is Naim Siddiqui, a.k.a. Kuhan, back in the house. Hey. Welcome back, Naim. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me back. Hey, so uh, uh, real quick, no lie, like like Love, Death, and Robots, I found very um, uh, heterogeneous. Like 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 I, I there's things I loved, things I didn't love. Uh, actually, that's those are the two categories. I either loved sure, an episode yeah. or you hated it. You were not it. neutral about anything. It was love or hate. Uh, that's uh, well, I was robot about some of them, but but the uh, but the uh, <laughs> the important thing is uh, what are you expecting and how excited are you for a second season of this anthology? Tom Merritt. Oh, I thought you were asking Nime. No, he's not on screen, so he doesn't I, exist. I haven't seen the first uh, well, part, so. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't know if I'll watch it. <laughs> to be really? Uh, I wasn't that excited about the first one, and it, I was just like, "Yeah, I guess I'll get around to that." There's so many things to watch these days, though. So there, there, that's my level of excitement. I think there was, I don't know, like three of the episodes that really blew me away, uh, uh, which I think is perfect for a short story, you know, science fiction anthology, because it's just enough to get you excited and keep you pulling that one arm bandit. Uh, it, uh, mm -hmm. Nine, what about you? They are short, right? Yeah, like I said, I haven't seen the first once so i i don't have anything to go off of well then i suppose yeah. we sh should shift our attention to the primary target let's check out the primary target Nailed it. perfect 
So far, so good. We got Roku stuff. Roku began rolling out Roku OS 10, which adds AirPlay 2 and HomeKit compatibility to Roku devices. Previously, AirPlay 2 was supported on select 4K players and some 4K TVs, but now all Roku devices uh, that can run the new Roku OS 10 will be able to support AirPlay 2 and HomeKit. That means Siri voice control of those Roku devices. Roku OS 10 also features instant resume, which will take you back to the last thing you were watching if the channel supports it. They're launching with 15 supported channels. The US Live Channel Guide will now let you hide channels that you don't watch and will add uh, a favorites list so you can add the ones that you watch all the time. Uh, connected game consoles can be auto-detected on Roku TVs and then they'll uh, have some preset configuration that, that's good for gaming. Roku OS 10 also includes HDR10 Plus and virtual surround settings for Roku soundbars coming to all supported Roku devices over the next several weeks. And in addition to the OS update, Roku also announced the Roku Express 4K Plus, available for 40 bucks coming in mid-May, has a faster processor than the Roku Premiere, which it replaces, and includes dual-band Wi-Fi, works with micro-USB adapters. If you want to plug it into the Ethernet, you can do that. And the company announced what I think has probably gotten the most attention over the past week, the Roku Voice Remote Pro. That includes a rechargeable battery. You plug it in uh, through micro USB. That battery can last up to two months on a charge. That is already shipping. It's got a mid-field microphone, can detect when you say, hey, Roku. And so you don't even have to pick up the remote. You can just talk to it for certain things anyway, uh, like, you know, play, pause, that kind of stuff. Has preset buttons as well, including buttons for Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, Plus. And Apple TV Plus gets its own preset button on the Roku Voice Remote Pro. Uh, if you want to buy one, go get one online or in stores for 30 bucks. Um, Man, I don't even know which. I, 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 I suppose you're the one who always wants to have. Uh, you want uh, you always want to have the the voice control, right? I do, no, I do. Uh, As a matter of fact, I, 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 you you busted me. Uh, you, you, your prediction, you're the best mentalist. Uh, unseal the envelope. Thing Brian likes the most is the words "Hey Roku," <laughs> and I'm gonna say them now while I still can before all of a sudden they're ruined yeah, you and you're a bad person Roku. for Hold saying on. them. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, I. You know what's interesting is because Roku already had support to like be activated with Google Assistant, for example. I primarily use Google Assistant to, to switch input on my Roku and turn it on because I never know where the remote is sitting. Um, so it's interesting they're adding this. It's also interesting to me that the remote has micro USB in 2021. I don't like that one bit. Wait, are you, were you expecting like what USB C or USB C? It's twenty twenty one. Don't don't put micro USB in new devices in twenty twenty one. Come on, dude. I I I I am annoyed still with new devices that have USB C because like like I I think recently I I got my third USB C device. It's it's keep it simple, uh, people. I, yeah, every everything I have has USB C except for like two or three things that are still on micro USB. Uh, I I have I have made the shift. Completely. Well, the thing is, is because, uh, you're still an iPhone guy, right? Like I'm an Android guy, so it's my phone already has USB C. Wait, what? Still an uh, no, iPhone I'm guy? Not, I'm, not like, I'm not saying like you need to switch. I just wasn't sure if you had switched. You are an iPhone guy. Uh, yes, uh, I am. And I'm an Android guy, and so and not only not only does my USB C charger charge my Android phone, but also my MacBook. So like it's 
it's one charger for the two most important computing devices uh, in my backpack or my pocket. So it's very nice to be able to have one charger for everything. And then micro USB, I just, I don't know. I don't know why new devices. I mean, are still it's going to come with USB. the cable, so it's going to plug into yeah. a USB. I have. I have wall oh, don't worry, I have the cables. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I, I don't think it's, it's anyway. going to be a, a deal breaker for anybody, is it? No, not uh, uh, certainly not me. But 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 the biggest thing is outside of the. On the one hand, you could legitimately say. Uh, uh, they're going to be an also ran of joining the AI race, but outside of that, what else, what's your second place favorite thing that you're seeing here? Uh, I like the, um, Roku express 4k plus is $40, $40 for a 4k box is great. Uh, the Chromecast with Google TV, I think is $50. Um, and I know they've, there's other stuff around that price, but I, I like Roku in general. I have a Roku TV, um, besides the spat they had with Peacock and HBO Max, they generally will have all of the major players really quickly. Um, so I, I'm, I think, you know, being able to recommend a 4K box that's $40 that anybody can have, that's, that's the, probably the thing that I like most about this announcement. Well, and and, and even then, we've talked on, on the show, like, uh, you know, the HBO Max stuff. It's, a, I don't know, all of that feels kind of fake uh, in, in the same way, with, like when Fox gets upset with, you know, Comcast or whatever. Oh, but, it's absolutely, yeah, whatever, whatever it was is fake, but it was six months that you couldn't get HBO Max if you only had Roku in your house. And that that is the thing that, like, keeps me from recommending something to somebody. That's why I like, you know, I love Android TV, but I don't recommend Android TV to everybody because it took four years to get Amazon Prime on it. Um, so, like, that is that is the one hesitancy. I'm like, well, Roku might get in a fight with somebody else for six months, and then you can't get the new thing for six months. But right. otherwise, I like Roku. Uh, Tom, what and about both you? The fights Roku, both the fights Roku had were with new services. Uh, yeah. They have had a fight with Fox on an ongoing basis, but that's uh, a service that was kind of rejiggering. So I, I feel like Roku's a little safer bet than some of the other platforms out there. Uh, I would like to point out, too, that the Roku Voice Remote Pro isn't the first voice control Roku has had. They've had it in their app. They had it on the Ultra. Uh, they had it on the Streambar Pro, which has just been renamed the Smart Soundbar. Uh, so this remote isn't introducing voice control to Roku. It's saying, hey, uh, if you bought something that didn't come with a voice remote, well, now you can spend 30 bucks and add it. Uh, you, you don't have to live without it if you don't want to. And... We're adding the midfield microphone, so you don't have to press a button and hold it, which you had to do on some of them. Uh, you can just talk to it. Uh, uh, quick correction: you see, had that backwards. It's the, it used to be the Smart Soundbar Pro, and now it's going to be the Streambar. The Pro. Smart Soundbar is being renamed the Streambar Pro. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, 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 uh, I, 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 both of you guys probably know this better than me. Uh, is it a box or a dongle? Is what a box or a dongle? The Express 4K Plus, I think it's a dongle, but it might be a box. The Express, Express 4K question, Plus Brian. is, yeah, it's just an HDMI. It's just an I HDMI just adapter. I just want that clip forever and ever and ever. I want that to be my new ringtone is, I think it's a box, but it might be a dongle. Great question. No, if you, if, if you look, it's, it's like a really tiny box. So it's like size yes. of a dongle, but. Uh, yeah. Size I, of a dongle, strength of a box. Outside yeah. of, I mean, we, we, we've talked so much about Roku just crushing it as uh, we, we've talked about Roku doing great as an advertising platform, as being 
an easy access way to get people into a cord cutting environment. We've talked about um, uh, them being built into televisions. Um, I, 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 I'm struggling. I, it's really amazing. Like I'm struggling to figure out where Roku hasn't won already. Uh, and, and I would love to hear if you guys have anything. Once again, the one thing is that like tech people like us, like especially me, uh, I, I get a little bit hesitant now because of the, like HBO Max was new, but not really new, right? They, like they had the HBO Now and the HBO Go stuff. And it was it was a big launch. Peacock was a little bit less so, but HBO Max was a big launch that, you know, they kind of bungled by not having at launch. And then like any of my friends who had Roku didn't have HBO Max and couldn't watch like The West Wing when it showed up on HBO Max. So like that is the one thing, the one thing that gives me hesitancy um, but otherwise, I, I agree. I think I think it's really convenient. Uh, somebody in the chat said it's the mom box. It's the one that you can hand to your mom. It has nice big icons that you can say here. This is how you get to HBO and this is how you get to Netflix and this is how you get to Hulu. Um, so it's really convenient in that regard. And uh, I agree. It, it, uh, it helps to be only doing one thing um, and doing that thing well. Yeah, if, if, if that is the blessing and the curse. Roku's challenge. Uh, I, I think partly is the interface. It's gotten better over the years. It's not the slickest interface in the world. And I think some people, when they look at the Fire TV or even Google TV uh, and certainly Apple TV, think, oh, that Roku interface is kind of clunky and, uh, and old and ugly. Uh, and, and Roku's been printing it up. They've, they've been making strides, but they're still the more practical you know they're they're the they're the uh, the sensible shoes uh, of the smart TV interface world. Um, but I, I think their biggest challenge is competition. They don't have leverage to say like, oh, well, if you buy our laptop, uh, we'll give you a discount on the box. Uh, or if you know if you're you're shopping in our store for a phone, uh, we'll also sell you this thing. Or you know when you're buying your your crate of brown rice on Amazon, we'll advertise a Fire TV to you. Roku is on its own and therefore can't leverage itself in on other consumer behavior. What they've done smart to avoid that is build themselves into televisions. That is now becoming a more competitive uh, area as LG wants to do the same thing. Samsung, uh, Sony, uh, everybody wants to become the operating system. Even there's rumors that Apple's going to do this as well. Uh, so, you know, they've got the lead there as the operating system on the television, but they're going to have to protect that lead. Uh, yeah, the look, only reason I have any experience with Roku is because it's built into my television. Like that's and, yeah, yeah. It's it's nice as a backup. I have a Shield TV plugged into that TV, but it's nice to have the Roku as a backup. Is like okay, well, I don't have Apple TV on my Shield TV, so there's only one way I can watch Ted Lasso, and that's through Roku. One hundred percent. But most importantly, in the chat is Bryce, who points out that I guess we have to call the episode either uh, the the Mom Box or TV Crocs. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but most importantly, you can keep us loud, live, and independent if you head on over to patreon.com slash cordkillers. That is where you can give us a dollar an episode. That's all we're asking for in order to have your own RSS feed where you get the show, the uh, the post show, our after talk, the spoiler in time, the entire nine yards. You guys are keeping us independently supportive. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, I've I've been told not to say that, uh, that Bryce will never come back unless you back us on Patreon. So that's just not true. Yeah, uh, no, but, that's definitely you know, something that, that that he's not typing right now in the chat as he's on vacation. Mm. But if you support enough yeah. on Patreon, Bryce will uh, grow a John mustache. 
That's true, actually. I'm, Bryce told me that. I, oh, oh, no. <laughs> no, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Bryce and John to you. In, fair, in fairness, <laughs> patreon.com <laughs> slash cord killer. No, 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 no. We can't joke about non-reality move, while Bryce move, and I move, 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 move on. Uh, hey, let's learn chat, how to watch. Nailed it. Oh, two for two. Crushing it. Well, folks, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong is now the top grossing movie worldwide since March 2020, clocking in at $390.2 million as of Sunday. Uh, Warner Media's, or Warner Brothers Studios, Mortal Kombat has racked up $19.2 million in 28 markets, which tax it ahead of Godzilla vs. Kong at the same point in its release. Uh, and Mortal Kombat is heading to the U.S. and other markets this weekend. Uh, those great news for Warner Brothers, of course, but also good news for the theater industry in general, that people are starting to get back into the theaters. But we lost our first theater chain, significant theater chain in the United States. Last Monday, right after Cord Killers, Decurion announced it will not reopen its Pacific theaters or Arclight theater chains. The company said, quote, this was not the outcome anyone wanted, but despite a huge effort that exhausted all potential options, the company does not have a viable way forward. Now, the chain is a smaller one, but I call it significant because it operates some of the more significant venues in Hollywood. Uh, the Grove Shopping Center in L.A., which is right by CBS Studios, uh, often a great if you're watching Man on the Street uh, of any television show shot in Los Angeles, very often that street is the Grove. Uh, also, the Hollywood Arclight and its associated Cinerama Dome, which is like a, a historical site, uh, are owned by Decurion. And the Hollywood Arclight and the Cinerama Dome both host multiple film op openings. Uh, Deadline says Decurion handed the keys back to landlords because they can't afford to pay the rent. The company itself, however, has not declared bankruptcy, but the chain did lay off its staff. So we're not quite sure how to read those tea leaves. IndieWire says Cinemark is the most likely chain to take over some or all of these locations as it has weathered the pandemic better than most. And it's underrepresented in Southern California only has a couple of locations in Los Angeles, Arizona's Harkins theater uh, is in solid shape. Might be another option. Mexico based luxury theater chain, Sinopolis, uh, another possibility. And it's also possible an outside investor would step in and bail out the Korean. Uh, that's where you hear a lot of people talking about maybe Netflix or Amazon stepping in, uh, though it would probably more likely be some kind of equity management firm, the kind of folks who who take over moribund properties uh, and 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 sort of rehabilitate them. Uh, but we, we this is probably the highest profile casualty we've had during the pandemic in theaters. So I um I I, I want to be kind. Like, I, I'm not going to deny that this is a rough go for anybody running a theater. And uh, we're in a weird situation in that, you know, John, you've lived in L.A. for a long time. Um, uh, and Tom, you're currently in L.A. I neither believe that the Arclight name is going away, nor the theater of the same name. So I'm not entirely sure how to feel about this. Is there is there any threat... And I'll start with John first that, that, that I should feel about this. Uh, I have no idea because I, I kind of, uh, I tend to agree with you. I think it's just going to be a, the same name with somebody else's paycheck underneath. Like, you uh, know, Tom, what about you? Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's, 
I think you're absolutely right that these locations are not going away for the most part. There might be a couple of them out there that were kind of maybe close to needing to shut down anyway. This would be a chance to trim the fat. Uh, but the Sherman Oaks location, uh, which is kind of the only game within a few miles, the only other theater is another Pacific theater uh, nearby. The Hollywood location is definitely not going away. The Cinerama Dome's not going away. Somebody's going to step in and save that. Uh, the Arclight name is really valuable, and I could absolutely see somebody buying it. But I also could see Cinemark coming in and saying, oh, no, 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 we'll, we'll just buy all this these locations. We don't need the Arclight name. Oh, that would uh, make so me it's, it's very po- sad. All of a sudden, you got yeah, me very me upset. Too, but, you know, <laughs> so, you know so, I, I think a smarter move for them would be to call it the Cinemark Arclight. They already have a CineArts brand. They could easily make that Cine Arclight or something Arclight. like that. Yeah, but I, I, I do think, I do think, there's a chance somebody decides not to buy the brand and just the locations. Uh, but I think that somebody would be smart to trade on that brand, not so much the Pacific theater brand as the Arclight brand. Nine. Yeah. So we, we had an Arclight one or two Arclights here in Chicagoland. Um, and they weren't that great. The ones that were here they, I think, I think Arclight was trying to branch out and just didn't, they didn't have the same sort of buy-in of, what's supposedly great about the arc lights on the west coast um so you know i didn't really get it but i have uh, uh one of one of my best friends joe m Cuevas in the chat actually uh you know he he loved the arc light worked at his local arc light in san diego um and uh and it was crushing loss for him but yeah i agree that they're definitely going to like those locations it's really not much you can do with an empty movie theater <laughs> um besides make it another movie theater uh, so I, well, we, I would, we have speculated before about like, uh, you know, like, uh, live esports stuff or, or, or live sure. events or, sure. I, I mean, sure. I mean, but I think that we're the movie theater in my hometown became a racquetball court for like 15 years in the late eighties and nineties. And yeah, then you, you eventually some somebody turned sure. it, somebody turned it back into a movie theater. Cause they're like, really, it's yeah. actually better as a movie theater. Right. So I think right. that's just a well, testament yeah, to I, like. I I worked at AMC for three years uh, at my local AMC in in Schaumburg, Illinois, um, and uh, like you know, there's there were definitely locations nearby that had like either total shutdown or partial shutdown, um, but you know, nine times out of ten, the what came in was a Regal or or a Cinemark, um, or occasionally part of it would get sold off into like, you know, I, I, and, and maybe this is not usual. Normally I'm the jaded one, but, but, but maybe I'm being Pollyanna here, but it's like, there's magic in the word arc. Like, uh, yeah. and, and you don't, you don't throw that away. Right. It's like, it's like Alamo, Brian, your, your, your beloved Alamo draft house. They don't yeah. uh, like, it's, it's got the same magic for the, for the people who go to arc light and love arc light. It's got that same magic as Alamo. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. It- if Alamo tries to sort of branch out, you know, because they have been branching out already. Uh, I think they're there. Yeah, they got in San Francisco, LA location. Um, and they got an LA location. There's one so in LA be, too. I wouldn't be shocked if if they maybe try to, you know, take part of the brand if Pacific tries to sell part of the brand, but not all of the brand. Alamo's in bankruptcy court though, so. Also, yeah, for the well, record, uh, Bryce, who is in the chat participating, but also on vacation, points out, like, does the word arc light mean anything to the other 49 states? Yeah, uh, I was going to ask so- you, Brian, like, it, would it lose its magic if it was arc light brought to you by Pepsi? Or- well, uh, 
Arclight means something for a very long time in California. And that alone has value. And that's because where this chain is, you right? Get, like the, exactly. the majority you, of its location. You there's get to there's bring one in Boston that. and a few other places. But like, yeah. like, like uh, for example, like Dr. Pepper used to be a regional, you know, Midwestern Texan brand only. And then Dr. Pepper suddenly had value everywhere because they took it somewhere else. So that's what I would imagine. I, here, I here's say, what I would say my, about Arclight. It is Ar Arclight... Uh, when I moved to LA, I knew about Arclight before and I'd been to Arclight theaters before. By the time I moved to LA, which was in 2013, uh, very end of 2013, the uh, or very beginning of 2013, the Arclight felt old. If the Arclight's big innovation was we care about film, your, your, your projection's always going to look really good, uh, and we have assigned seats and we have higher quality concessions. By 2013, AMC had all of that stuff. Cinemark had all of that stuff. You could, at least in LA, you could get assigned seats. They had higher quality concessions. Like they were competing and the, everybody was doing digital. So, you know, uh, Arclight remained popular because of the concept. It, it became popular because it innovated and did things that other theaters did not, right. but it remained popular because of the concept. And yeah, outside of the LA area, probably doesn't mean that much, but this, this is where the majority of these theaters are. And here that name is powerful. So I, I don't think it's a 0% chance that it, it, that we lose the name if somebody takes over these locations. Uh, but I, I think there's a, there's a good opportunity if the deal can be struck to obtain it, to reopen arc light theaters, but it has to be somebody who's willing to fulfill that same aesthetic, right? They can't water yeah. it down. Well, it, uh, if, if, Oh, I was gonna say, if, if a large brand like Cinemark does buy it, they could keep that ArcLight name. But I'll tell you, in, in what what I've seen with other brand purchases like that, AMC kept the Lowe's name until they dropped it. AMC kept the Showplace yeah. name until they dropped it. Marcus kept the Werenberg name in uh, in the Midwest until they dropped it. Oh, I forgot about um, Werenbergs. Yeah. I yeah, listen, Tom, we <laughs> grew up by Werenbergs. Uh, Werenberg was my hometown theater. I missed the Werenberg whisper. It's gone. They they replaced it with with the CEO of Marcus coming out and saying, hello, welcome to Marcus Theaters. And I don't like it. Uh, and I'm concerned <laughs> that if a large brand like Cinemark buys Arclight, that's what's going to happen. They'll, they'll keep the Arclight name around for a little while. And then once they decide that they have the brand buy in, they will drop it like a fly. Am I incorrect when I think of Arclight as is that the theater where Lawrence of Arabia had the three different projectors for like the super widescreen format and all that stuff that's the cinerama dome okay. i think you may be thinking of yeah okay. all right and that is which you can see dome. in such yeah. films as once upon a time in hollywood yeah there it's you go. that iconic yeah. that they that they put it in which the had its opening at the arc light the, hall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all right i wouldn't be surprised uh, by the way if tarantino buys the cinerama dome himself no would, don't say those words stop talking go ahead he bought Tom. the new beverly he bought the new beverly it's not impossible. All right, let's who, talk about what to watch. Who else is going to show his... surveillance? Yeah. And happening. Coming up and in three, two, up. one, and... I'm like, this It's all about location, location, location. Under surveillance. Nailed it. Nailed it. Marvel released the first trailer for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings starring Aquafina as an amazing San Francisco bus driver who is friends with Shang-Chi. That's how I actually like to think of it because Aquafina is amazing. But uh, some people may think Shang-Chi is the main character here, and that's fine too. Uh, he's played by Simu Liu, faces off against the leader of the Ten Rings organization, the Mandarin, the real 
Mandarin, not the fake one from Iron Man 3. Uh, and this one, according to the trailer, coming to theaters, just theaters on September 3rd. I trust Disney and Marvel. End of sentence. Nine? Yep. I, I, uh, I also uh, full Kanata on trailers. So uh, I watched about 10 seconds to make sure like, okay, if there's something that happens in the first 10 seconds, I can say. But uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, I, 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 uh, they make good movies. Simu Liu is great in Kim's Convenience. Uh, I know we all watch. So, uh, you know, I, I hope some Here, of that translates over. Here's an interesting question. John, how many of the words we've all just spoken make any sense to you at all? Uh, I think Brian knows me well enough to know that uh, not many of those words made sense. I I am not into, uh, what is this, a... The Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe, yes. Well, no, I'm into the Marvel Cinematic But you know universe. who Shang-Chi is, right? No. Oh, but but you know the Legend of the Ten Rings, though, right? <laughs> okay, but, 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 but you know all of the actors we just talked about, right? Next segment. From All right. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, Brian. Hold on, Brian. Why you got? Why you got to do that? Why you got to do that? Because like, uh, I, 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 I just want to remind myself that we do live in a bubble, and there are certain things that we all care about a lot. Sometimes they're Tom things that Tom knows. Sometimes they're Brian things that Brian knows. Sometimes they're things that both of us know and, and so on. But uh, uh, it's very, very rare that we that, that I get to make I feel John like, unpleasant. I feel like, uh, <laughs> I feel like but John, I, you're, you're going to see the movie, right? Like you're excited to see the movie. Uh, well, it's as Brian said, it's Marvel. It's Disney. I trust. It's going to be fine. Exactly. exactly. Like, like most, exactly. most people don't know who Shang-Chi is with the Legend of the Ten Rings, but they say they see the Marvel and they're like, cool. Is I'm this a in, comic or was this a mini series or was this a, a comic? Okay. Yeah, it's, 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 it's been uh, around. Did they and ever hang people, out like, with Spider-Man? I've never read a Shang-Chi comic in my life. I don't think I've ever seen Shang-Chi in a comic in my life. And I, I used to read comic books religiously. So... She, he's but, a deep but, cut one. But 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 meanwhile, the 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 Ten Rings organization, like like right. that is yeah. the 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 fake Mandarin thing that they did that they they did the 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 psych out on, right? Right. Yeah, the Ten Rings was mentioned in Iron Man one. Uh, so so there had been references in the movies to this and, and uh, fake, before. faked out in Iron Man two. And then Iron Man 3, we had the in fake three. Mandarin. Yeah. Uh, right, right. Although the Ten Rings re references in Iron Man 1 were real to the, right. to the real Ten what Rings. I, they just I never wonder is followed up on it. If they're, if they're going to keep the All Hail the King short uh, with Sam Rockwell and, uh, and Ben Kingsley, if that is going to stay canon, I doubt it because most of the shorts haven't stayed canon. But the, the Mandarin, like they mentioned the real Mandarin in that one. So I wonder if that sticks around or if anybody uh, oh, even yeah, remembers Yeah, that's an interesting question. Will that will that will that still fit in? Uh, as yeah. someone who actually watched the trailer uh, and and enjoyed watching the trailer uh, and put a news story in about the trailer to talk about, all I want very to say is this subtle. looks like great. Tom, oh my yeah. goodness, very subtle of you. Go on, keep going. <laughs> let's uh, let's have another news story about a trailer. Universal released a new trailer. Nine, uh, the ninth mainline Fast and Furious movie starring John Cena and Charlize Theron, along with the usual fast crew of Vin Diesel and company F9 coming to theaters, just theaters on June 25th. I point that up because 
we are now getting the like, oh yeah, no, this isn't maybe coming to theaters. We might move the date. This is like, no, we're pretty confident. We're not going to put this on a streaming service. Yeah. Quick side jag here. Um, I really think looks left, looks right. I mean, we're what, three, four months from the world kind of getting back to normal. Like, 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 uh, sorry, by the world, I mean, America and and by normal, I mean, things I care about. Like, 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 like a a movie coming out and you assume you're going to the theater first to see it. Yeah, exactly. So I will say uh, first, first of all, um, I read the, I read this whole interview. I'm a big fast and furious fan. I own them all on Blu-ray. Uh, this is, I love this franchise. So I am very excited to see this in the theater. It is one that I kind of would have been like, as much as I like watching stuff on my, you know, the 75 inch 4k TV in the living room. Um, there is something about that theater experience that you just can't replicate. And that I love about turning my brain off and going to see the fast and furious movies specifically. I've been very excited for this movie. Uh, and so I'm really excited to go see it. I get my second dose of the vaccine in a week. And in fact, I am going to see uh, the Scott Pilgrim um, Dolby re-release a week after that. Um, and, you know, like, I'm, I'm not going to have the full immunity. You know, obviously I'll go with a mask, whatever, whatever. Um, but uh, I really love Scott Pilgrim as well. In fact, that Blu-ray is also sitting on my desk. See, that's, um, <laughs> that's a movie I would go back into a theater to watch. But, yeah. but that's kind of my whole stance on theaters. Uh, to me, they are only good if you know the movie you're going in to see. John, well, again, I, so I, I worked at the theater for a Tom, long time, so I saw the movies for free. One second. All of you, I understand the feeling you're having. And it's hard to put words to it because you know it's right to go to the movie theater. But you don't have all the equipment to know why it's right. The reason it's right is because you don't have kids yet. And once you have kids, <laughs> there's one reason that you get real freaking excited to go to the movie theater. That's uh, it. Time alone. Yeah, no, I get it, man. See, but yeah. you say kids, movie theater, all I can think is I, I got to take out a second mortgage because the kids all yeah, want to yeah, go yeah. see this one movie. So, uh, all I can think about is when I had to clean the theater after Minions. Uh, I still have nightmares about that day. I, Terrible. Popcorn everywhere. Every single row. We had to have four people cleaning that theater, and there were only two oh, watchers. I've, for the record, I've worked in about five movie theaters in my life, including the Arclight. Wait, so, have we all? No, have you, no, hands no. in the air if you've worked at a movie theater. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Everyone but Tom. That's wow. great. Everyone but Tom. <laughs> Can we, can we get a three shot? Let's get Tom out of here and just talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I can figure it out, I discuss would discuss this. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, New Zealand announced Friday that Amazon will get an increased tax rebate for the shooting of its Lord of the Rings based series uh, because it hit a higher cost that uh, qualifies it for the higher rebate. That cost, according to deadline, is $465 million. That's a lot for a TV series. Uh, some of that is upfront costs for building sets that will continue to be used for multiple seasons, but uh, that's still a lot of money. I've, I've been fairly vocally skeptical of how much I'm gonna love this. Um, I, I am emotionally divorced from this because it's, it's, it's a world and not a story that they bought. Uh, John, Naeem, are, how, how are you guys feeling? Uh, 
No, uh, meh. <laughs> Nine, what about you? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, again, I, I love the original trilogy. Uh, I haven't watched it in a while because, like, every time you want to sit down and watch the extended editions, it's a, it's a, a day and a half of commitment, <laughs> um, and it's a lot of commitment. Um, but, you know, like, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll, uh, this is one where uh, it looks like it, they're, put, they're funneling enough money into it that if it's bad, that's a real problem. So I'm sure everybody will watch it, and I'll watch along with everybody. But I'm not like you know hunting down news about it. Yeah. No, I, Brian, I think you I think you nailed it. Uh, it's it's the we don't know what the story is, and so if you're creating the story from good bones, you might create a great story, or you might create a bad story with good bones, which would be kind of disappointing. So we just kind of have to wait and see. Like the Hobbit uh, a few trilogy. other notes here, Netflix. Netflix has ordered seasons three and four of Bridgerton. Uh, production on season two is underway right now. We don't even have a date for season two, but they're going to make three and four. Focus Features announced a release date for Downton Abbey 2. Right now, just starting production, but coming out December 22nd this year. Uh, it will star Hugh Bonneville, Michelle Dockery, Imelda Staunton, and Maggie Smith, uh, all from the series and the original and the other movie. Netflix says season four will be the last in the Castlevania series. It premieres May 13th, but Netflix says it is planning to explore the idea of other series in the Castlevania universe. And Mindy Kaling's Netflix series, Never Have I Ever, uh, the one that featured John McEnroe as the VO in season one, uh, is going to have common in season two, playing a dermatologist. Man, I uh, normally, when we get to this part, I have one of these that pops out that I'm really excited about, but I got nothing. Name any of these uh, jump out at you? My favorite part of this is that's the exact same thing you said last time I was on the show, and I feel the exact same way. <laughs> uh, there's nothing that pops out at me. I, I, I don't. I, I know all of these things by name. <laughs> um, and that's about it. Now, I, I, I do know that, that, that Bryce, rest in peace, uh, uh, really does enjoy the Castlevania series. Let's, and... let's not do that. If anything oh, happens yeah. to Bryce, we'll never forgive ourselves. <laughs> Bryce, really who is currently totally alive and in the chat, has mentioned how much he loves know. the Castlevania series. So, so um, uh, But the idea of there being more stuff in that universe, I think, is maybe a, maybe a smart thing because that that point you um you identify like here's the type of stories we tell here's the 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 world that we built that kind of thing all right let's talk about what we've had our eyes on starting with our guest nime what have you been watching these days uh yeah well you know what um uh, i i threw in two things here uh, the first is i got really into the late college humor cast uh after college humor, like college humor died like a year and a half ago. Um, but uh, I just recently just started watching just all of this college humor stuff that I missed. You know, I watched the early stuff, the Jake and Amir stuff and all that stuff when I was in high school and college. Um, but, you know, obviously you fall off that kind of stuff as you get older, but uh, it's a lot of really funny stuff. I signed up for, for their streaming service dropout. I've been like just powering through that stuff. The other thing is Mighty Ducks Game Changers, which uh, I, I went back through all of the previous docs to make sure you guys hadn't talked about really much yet. Um, it's really nice. It's really a cute show. Uh, if you like the Mighty Ducks stuff, it's good Mighty Ducks stuff. It is, you know, there are a lot of kids, but Gordon Bombay comes back. Uh, Lauren Graham is the star of the show, and she is great. If you like Gilmore Girls... Um, then you and you like parenthood, then you uh, very much like seeing Lauren Graham progressively uh, be the mother to younger and younger children. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, so Mighty Ducks Game Changers on Disney Plus. I watch it after I watch Falcon and Winter Soldier every Friday morning at two in the morning. I had like an almost exactly the same experience uh, discovering uh, the work of uh, Ryan George, who just hit a million subscribers on YouTube. As a matter of fact, I put a, I put a link in there. We'll see if we're able to play just uh, he, he does sketch comedy where he plays usually two characters, uh, maybe a third, but it's all just him against himself. Uh, the pacing is incredible. It, it always delivers. Either, it gets the punch in and, and gets out. As a matter of fact, yeah, that's what we started to hear. If, if we can, this is, this is him. Uh, maybe 25 seconds of this. Uh, this is him explaining to himself as the first person to come up with the idea of duck, duck goose. Hi there, hello. So good news, something real big just happened. What? I thought of another game we could play. Uh, I don't know. Last time you came to me with a game, it made me feel pretty uncomfortable. Oh, you mean tag? Yeah, no, this is completely different. Okay, good, because in that game, you wanted everybody to run around and touch each other. Yeah, no, no, totally another concept here. Okay, well, great. So we get a bunch of people, right? We sit them in a circle, right? And then I touch all of them. Oh, no. Yeah, they're all <laughs> sitting down, and I'm standing up, and I'm going around, and I'm touching them. One after the other. Why are you like this? And they're not allowed <laughs> to stand up. You get the point. You get the point. It's great. He's great. Uh, they're all great. Please watch all of his videos. They're amazing. I ended up just watching a lot of baseball. Uh, it's, you know, the, the, <laughs> the Did anybody touch hats. each other? Okay. Uh, uh, in fact, uh, so by the way, uh, if, you, if you've seen my eyes flicking up, it's because the Cardinals game is on on this screen. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Matt Carpenter hit... Maybe a double. Can't tell for sure. It's going in review right Barp. now. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, testing out the streaming waters of my free T-Mobile uh, MLB.TV to watch the Cardinals, uh, watching the Dodgers on Spectrum Sportsnet, which you can only get uh, on a streaming service with AT&T TV. Uh, and uh, you know what? It was great. Uh, watched a lot of baseball. Uh, so I did watch something else that I'm not allowed to have an opinion on, uh, but Eileen got preview episodes of the next season of Handmaid's Tale. And when those come out, I will tell you what I thought of them. Uh, uh, Doghouse Systems hey, provides... John, what should hmm. we be on the lookout for? Nikki sent along this recommendation. It's uh, called... Uh, uh, cheat on me if you can. It's a drama, a murder mystery wrapped in political intrigue. It's funny, interesting, and the clues weren't perfect, but made sense. There was a lot of misdirection with POV perspective, and you can empathize with everyone's potential motives. You can watch it on Vicky or Kakawa. Uh, apologies if I pronounced either of those incorrectly. You definitely nailed Vicky, and I think Kokawa is about pretty much right on. So uh, also good, good, weird good accusation you just made. Go ahead. Oh. What what accusation did I make? Oh no no no! Tom accused you of nailing Vicky. Of nailing oh, Vicky. that's my yeah. mom's name. <laughs> Jesus. Hello, Mrs. Brushwood. I stand by the accusation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, folks! If you got something you should be on the lookout for, email us cordkillers at gmail.com. Brian, how do we possibly do this show technologically speaking? We couldn't 
we we don't we we sit around and we tell stories around a campfire and it's ephemera and it goes away forever oh wait that's how it would have gone if it weren't for our friends over at doghousesystems.com slash rogue our friends over at doghouse systems do high-end top quality gaming pcs laptops the whole nine yards you will never get better customer service than you'll get from our friends over at doghouse why don't you support us because they are lending us all of the equipment that we run everything on head on over to doghousesystems.com slash rogue use promo code rogue at checkout and get a ssd i think that's what we're doing right now excellent all right friends it's time to muster our stuff together and head to the front lines front lines nice Money management company Self analyzed which streaming services give the most bang for your buck. Netflix led in most movies per dollar. You know, they, they divided up the number of movies by the amount you spend uh, for the subscription. And and if you're like, yeah, but they'll do all those movies suck. They also lead in most high quality movies per dollar based on IMDb rankings. HBO Max came in second. For television shows, Netflix came in first, Amazon Prime second, and HBO Max third in both most and most high quality. Surprisingly, HBO Max was top in seven plus content considered family friendly. Disney Plus was in second and Netflix third. Finally, Apple TV Plus has the highest average IMDb score. So the most high quality stuff, even if they don't have a lot of it. And Hulu had the highest quality 4K content, also again, based on IMDb score. So Nime, without using the words Ted Lasso, what's your hottest take on this? Oh, hold on. Now I gotta completely change my take. Uh, no, my, uh, my I just take broke your brain, I know, right? didn't I? I... <laughs> Theodore Lasso is his name. He's a soccer coach and he's goes from football. Anyway, no, um, I uh I am I I feel like I watch a lot less Netflix than than anything else. Maybe it's because there's too much choice on Netflix and a lot less choice on other things. because uh, there is good content on Netflix and I just end up scrolling for an hour. So uh I, I this is interesting. I, I pay it, for most of these services, but actually you're you're sort of sketching around something that I don't think I'd really thought of. Like, like right now, the shows that we're watching for spoiler in time, it's either an old Hulu, a, uh, uh, like an, a, a prime video, Disney prime. plus and prime video. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, it's like, it's like Netflix isn't crushing it. Like, like we well, normally think it's, 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 it's also, I mean, it's partially because of the Netflix model, right? Netflix does it, does the full drops all at once. And maybe you don't want to binge, but uh, you do want to watch week to week, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier or Invincible. Um, so like, you know, that, that it has its own positives there as well. But even, even like library content, uh, you know, all the stuff I'm binging or not binging or like rewatching, uh, I'm rewatching how much your mother on Hulu and um, I'm I, I, I am rewatching Arrested Development on Netflix. So that's that's oh, the, the bigger one. But not even the good ones. Huh? I'm rewatching season one. Season one is where I'm at. That's still. fine. So Google. Those, those are still the good ones. Announced that Google Play movies and TV apps will no longer be available on Roku or set top boxes uh, or smart TVs from Samsung, LG, Vizio or Roku. As of June 15th, content rentals and purchases will all move to the quote, your movies and shows section 
of the YouTube app. Uh, smart or not smart, Tom? Yeah, uh, th this is just Google moving everything into YouTube. They they moved Google Play Music into YouTube. Uh, this is the first, and and they have a separate app called YouTube Music. Don't be surprised if we see a separate YouTube uh, app for for watching premium video or something. Uh, but but yeah, they're 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 simplifying, and this is the first step towards getting rid of what is an extraneous app in in a lot of ways. Yeah. See, the thing is, so I'm I am fully in. I was fully in the Google ecosystem. Uh, like I said, Android TVs, Android phone, um, and uh, I did use the Google Play Movies and TV app fairly regularly. And the experience is not there on YouTube for watching movies. If if they split off into another app and do that, that might do something. But like I even I was on Google Play Music and YouTube Music is not as good. I have switched almost entirely to Spotify. So yeah, they burned us, man. Well, and, yeah. uh, plus also weird weird legacy stuff. Like I don't know that on my Sonos setup there's a way for me to play. Uh, YouTube music, anything on there, like, like, but, but, but I do know that, that I could search for a song or a band or a whatever and anything Spotify, it'll play through the Sono setup. Yeah. That's and it, it, Spotify uh, is kind of in my brain occupies the Roku space of they do the one thing and they do it well, and it works with everything. Like if I do Spotify, Spotify is going to work. If I do Google music, even before, like I had a Bose smart speaker that Google Play Music didn't work with, uh, but I was like, okay, fine. But now, like now, they switched to YouTube Music, and it's just, it's just not the same. So, I'm I'm not a huge fan of of dropping the Google. And in fact, they they switched the app on the phone to Google TV, and I don't like that as much as I like the old Google Play Movies and TV app. So it's. I don't know. It's a classic Google thing of of uh, fixing what ain't broke, and I uh, don't like it. You always could watch your Google Play movies in YouTube, um, and that was a convenient thing for yeah, me to be they've, like, they've oh, done, cool, they've I had can that do for this. a long time. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, YouTube Music does work with Sonos, Brian. So you might might want to. What? You probably have to. It doesn't show it, up. Uh, it, okay, I'll figure yeah. that out. Uh, Netflix upgraded the kids profile to show favorite characters and titles at the top for kids instead of trending shows and suggestions, which is what it shows adults. Netflix says the new profiles are rolling out now to TV devices globally, but will be tested on tablets and mobile devices in the coming months. And AT&T announced a connected learning initiative to offer teachers and students tools to help with learning. The learning platform will include exclusive content from Warner Media properties. It's where all the best new DC stuff will show up. Yep. I don't know. Uh, Paramount Plus didn't just rebrand CBS All Access in the U.S. It also became the name of its services in 23 other markets. And Viacom CBS says it expects Paramount Plus to have 350 million new subscribers outside of the United States by 2024. I would be fascinated to see that same uh, self-analysis for worldwide instead of just U.S. to see like, you know, because again, there's these same services have a lot different, very different content worldwide. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know about the brand adoption of Paramount Plus in you know India, for example. Uh, Tom, yeah, yeah. I know we're about mm -hmm. to do dispatches from the front, but you should know that for the first time ever, we received, and I kid you not, not one email that was not about content. So normally, all of that goes in spoiler in time. So instead, dispatches from the front.
Tom edition. And when I say Tom edition, what I mean is like, like quite literally pick any of these or don't, or just say all of it is in spoiler in time. It's fine. Uh, as Brian mentioned, uh, all of our emails uh, are part of spoiler in time. Uh, so if you don't listen or watch spoiler in time, this might not make sense to you, but if you do, and you heard Brian questioning Adam Eve's logo from invincible, uh, because it looks like the female symbol with an X over it. Uh, according to this emailer, Clyde, apparently it's not supposed to be that. It's supposed to be an Adam, not an X. <laughs> but, but the animators just, you know, didn't have time well, Clyde to. Suspe- Clyde throws shade on the animators, but uh, I, I, I don't know what the real reason I is. I mean, if you, I, 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 I did a Google search. Shade. Yeah, I I was watching, I, I binged all of Invincible yesterday to be caught up for spoiler in time. Um, and uh, I noticed the same thing because I was like, I feel like, shouldn't this be an, like, I, I noticed this, like, I feel like this should be an Adam, but it looks like an X because I did read the comic books, but it was like a decade ago. So it's like, I don't know. And then I saw this email. And I was like, yep, cool. Looks like my brain was right. And I also feel like the animation is a little too cheap on that show. So <laughs> he's right. <laughs> Which, of course, we will talk about in spoiler in time. Yeah, absolutely. Folks, we got good discussions in there. You got to go check it out. If you're not a patron, uh, you get spoiler in time early if you're a patron. Uh, or you can also subscribe to a public feed that includes spoiler in time. That is it for us. Nime. So good to have you, my friend. Uh, if folks want to follow more of what you got going on, where should they go? Yeah, uh, www.iamkuhan.com has links to all of my currently running and uh, softly on hiatus projects. Um, I've got a podcast called Motion City Podcast, which is about my favorite band, Motion City Soundtrack. You can't see the the poster right now because it's uh, too blurry in my uh, too much bokeh. Um, but uh, uh, Speakeasy Pub Quiz is the big one that I want to push people to. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Speakeasy Pub Quiz. We do a weekly pub quiz every Thursday night at 930 uh, Eastern time approximately. We are doing two theme quizzes in the month of May. Uh, on the 1st of May, I believe, is the Saturday. We're actually doing a Scott Pilgrim theme quiz. Uh, in honor of the 4K, uh, the um, 4K re-release and the Dolby re-release, and then on May 22nd, I believe we are doing a Star Wars theme quiz uh, because it is our very first quiz we did a year ago was a Star Wars themed quiz. So we're doing another Star Wars themed quiz, and that is going to be on May 22nd because that is the uh, 41 years to the date after Empire Strikes Back came out. That sounded Woo-hoo. so much more apologetic than I think it deserved to be. <laughs> That was, oh, no, it was apologetic. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I kind of want to like say that there's fun reasons we're doing them. And I like to point out the fun reasons because people don't realize sometimes. Right. right. <laughs> Folks, our website is cordkillers.com. Our email address is cordkillers at gmail.com. And we are live on twitch.tv slash night attack. Also carried on diamondclub.tv Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Talk to you next time. Hey, Tom Merritt. Yes, Brian Brushwood. Know who I love even more than my own children? Your other children? No, not my wife. I know what you're saying. I love our $5 patrons. These are the people that keep us loud, live, and independent. Thank you so much, $5 patrons. 
You know what? I love them more than not life itself, because then I'd be dead and I couldn't appreciate them, but really, really, really close. And I'm so thankful that they are here to make this show happen. Thank you so much to all of our $5 a month patrons. You guys are wizards. You're champions. Thank you, everyone. You're heroes. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>